Welcome to another episode of Hitting Paydirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 35, and I'm Alex Beaudry. We are on a roll this week. This is the third podcast in four days, I think, uh, but the news can't stop, won't stop rolling in in regards to the NFL, and yesterday was no exception. Uh, the big news coming out of yesterday was Deshaun Watson uh, was not indicted in the state of Texas um, for his criminal investigation. So uh, there were, I believe, nine charges brought against him in connection with the accusations of sexual misconduct and sexual assault by you know over 20 women. Um, but a Texas grand jury uh, did not find probable cause and therefore the prosecutor in the case will not be bringing criminal charges against Deshaun Watson. And for all intents and purposes that likely means the criminal investigation portion of this uh, is over. Um, Deshaun Watson shortly took to Twitter um, saying that, you know, basically I knew the truth would come out and God's on my side, God's on the side of truth, and, you know, he's professing his innocence on Twitter. If he was my client, I probably would have preferred... um, him not to come out publicly in that way, just given the nature of everything. But at the same time, if he believes that he's innocent and, you know, a grand jury didn't find probable cause, um, I could certainly understand that feeling as well. So complicated issue. Uh, we're going to dive into that today. Um, if you were on Twitter last night following all of this, there's a lot flying around given the, uh, what's the way to put it, given the kind of sensitive nature of the accusations here um kind of fireworks flying all over the place online and it was kind of amazing to see how quickly once he was not indicted how quickly things turned back to football and you know teams that might be interested in trading for him and it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting thing special players kind of get special rules whether you like it or not, and he's extremely talented. And I think you're going to see a lot of teams now that this is kind of coming to a conclusion kind of go on their own way. So this this podcast is going to be a little bit more in-depth into what's happening with, with Deshaun Watson, what are the next steps, and what might happen with respect to his status in the NFL. Because the NFL opened an investigation over a year ago or about a year ago, into these accusations, and they've kind of been just letting things go. Um, Now that the criminal proceedings seems to have been closed, I would expect the NFL to conclude its investigation. Um, A lot of times they they might take a back seat, as in to not get in the way of the criminal proceedings. Now that that's over, they might take a more front seat approach, and, you know, we'll see what they come down. So we're going to kind of dive in here and talk about what this means, what it doesn't mean, and what may be next for Deshaun Watson. Okay, so like I said yesterday, um, a grand jury decided not to 
uh, continue the proceedings against Deshaun Watson. They voted no in terms of whether or not he should be indicted and should face trial. So what does this mean? Well, let's start first with with the burden of proof, a little burden of proof 101, if you will. Um, a grand jury has an extremely low burden to meet, okay? The old joke in the legal community is that a prosecutor could indict a ham sandwich if they wanted to. Um, the prosecutor is the one who runs a grand jury proceeding. He or she gets to run the show. They will present evidence. They will introduce witnesses they want. They can choose which evidence to include, which evidence to exclude. They have. They are the only attorney present. The accused, in this case Deshaun Watson, has no legal right to present a defense. A lot of times they may not even be there. They have no right to an attorney during this. It's the prosecutor's show. Um, because of that, because they are usually the only attorney in the room, they have the right to show which evidence they want to show. A lot of times they have a lot of influence on the outcome. And most of the time, assuming there is a you know a good case, um, an indictment will be had. So, you know, it's a very low hurdle. So what the grand jury is there to do is to show that there is probable cause that a crime was committed. In this case, sexual assault or sexual misconduct, harassment, you know, whatever Sean was charged with. So <clears throat> probable cause said another way is, was it reasonable that a crime was committed based on the evidence. Again, a very low hurdle to clear. However, the prosecutor in Deshaun Watson's case did not clear that hurdle. So whatever evidence he presented, and again, it's usually a secret event. So there's no press, there's no, you know, it's not public. So depending on whatever the prosecutor presented yesterday, and again, he can call witnesses, he can... You know, if they have physical evidence, he can present all of that and kind of state his or her case. And after the grand jury heard that, they decided that there was not enough to show probable cause that Deshaun Watson committed a crime. Now, what does this mean and what does it not mean? It means that the prosecutor did not clear the evidentiary standard, probable cause. It does not mean that Deshaun Watson is innocent. Two very different things there. It shows that he that there is not enough evidence to prove probable cause that he committed a crime, but it does not necessarily mean that he is innocent. So a lot of folks on Twitter last night came out and said, okay, great, um, this shows that Deshaun Watson's innocent, and now they can move on and the Texans can trade him and all those things. That's not the case, okay? It just means that the prosecutor did not have strong enough evidence to show probable cause. Two very different things. Second, it does not end his legal battles. Uh, there are over 20 women that are pursuing civil damages, monetary damages, against Watson for his alleged conduct. This has no bearing on those proceedings. So in a civil trial, <clears throat> the accuser or the plaintiff has the opportunity to present their case and they run the show. In a criminal proceeding, they turn it over to the state or the federal government if it's a federal crime. And in that case, the district attorney or the federal prosecutor, they run the show. In a criminal case, it's the state or the federal government that runs, 
that runs the show, they are presenting their case against, you know, the citizen. In a civil trial, it is the plaintiff who takes control. They get to present their case, and they must show by a preponderance of the evidence that the accused committed the act that they are accused of. So preponderance of the evidence evidence is a fancy way of saying greater than a 50% chance that the act was committed. So it means, is it more likely than not, in this case, that Watson committed the acts that he is accused of? If you're ranking evidentiary standards or burdens of proof, probable cause would be towards the bottom, preponderance of the evidence would be in the middle, and then beyond a reasonable doubt, which is the burden of proof in all criminal matters, would be the highest. So, you know, a famous example of this would be O.J. Simpson. He was tried for murder in criminal court. He was acquitted. Okay, the jury did not find that there was evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that he committed those crimes. He was taken to civil court for the same charges, and it was found, and he, and he lost his civil case. I think it was a wrongful death lawsuit. So, <clears throat> again, the burden of proof is lower in a civil case than it is in a criminal case. Further, in a criminal case, you have the right to not testify against yourself. So anyone who is accused of a crime does not need to testify in their own case. In a civil trial, Deshaun Watson will be deposed. So they will he will be subject to a deposition where the plaintiff's attorneys will be able to ask him questions and they'll be able to talk to him directly, and that may be used as evidence in his case. Now, because he has not been acquitted of a crime, remember the grand jury vote of no, all that means is they didn't find probable cause. If evidence were to come out further in the process, he could be brought back in front of a grand jury to eventually be tried. Double jeopardy does not apply here because he was not acquitted of a crime. He has not been you know, formally charged with anything yet. What that means in context of the civil litigation is that if the plaintiff's attorneys ask him any questions relating to his accused crimes, he may be able to plead the fifth. And what that means is he is not going to state anything that could be used to incriminate him in a criminal proceeding which in the context of a deposition could make it very difficult for the plaintiff's attorneys to get him to admit any wrongdoing. So while he can be deposed, you know, in a deposition, there's some, you know, legal hurdles there to clear, and that's for the attorneys to, um, you know, figure out and eventually go to trial over. So what does this mean in the context of his civil trial then? Well, I'd be a little nervous if I was a plaintiff in this case. If, if as of right now, there is not enough evidence to show probable cause, I think it's going to be very difficult to produce enough evidence to meet the preponderance of the evidence standard. So if they couldn't even show that it was reasonable that a crime was committed, are they going to be able to show that it was more likely than not that a 
not necessarily a crime because this is no longer a criminal matter, but that the act was committed. I would be nervous of that. Now, maybe they have that. Maybe the deposition, something will come out. Who knows how a jury will decide on this. Maybe these cases get settled outside the court, which could be a very reason, you know, reasonable thing. Deshaun Watson and his attorneys now have some leverage saying, look, you don't have a lot of evidence here. It's more of a he said, she said thing at this moment. Let's settle this. Let's put it behind us. And then it kind of all goes away, at least from the legal standpoint. So very interesting. We'll see what happens. Again, more than 20 women are part of this civil lawsuit. So that's, you know, where there's smoke, there may be fire. But again, that'll come out in the civil trial now. Okay, so that's a little bit of the legal background. What about the NFL? So the NFL, again, opened an investigation sometime last year. And, you know, I've kind of been arguing they've put Deshaun and the Houston Texans in a rough spot because they didn't do anything. And last year he, you know, was almost suspended with pay. Um, He sat out the entire year. He was a healthy scratch for all 17 games. He did collect his full paycheck. um, So it's not like he, you know, was missing out financially, but he wasn't able to play. So fast forward now a year, and now that the criminal matter is behind them, the NFL made a statement yesterday that they were following the proceedings very closely and that you know they will continue their investigation into Deshaun Watson under the personal conduct policy. So let's talk about the personal conduct policy and what it means in the context of Deshaun Watson. The personal conduct policy states that everyone who is part of the league must refrain from conduct detrimental to the integrity of and public confidence in the NFL. This includes owners, coaches, players, other team employees, game officials, blah, 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 blah. Conduct by anyone in the league that is illegal, violent, dangerous, or irresponsible puts innocent victims at risk, damages the reputation of others in the game, and undercuts public respect for support of the NFL. So this is a very broad category. Uh, it gives the NFL great authority into investigations and then furthermore punishment. Um, so let's see here, the expectations and standards of conduct. It is not enough. And this is in writing under the personal conduct policy. It is not enough simply to avoid being found guilty of a crime. That's important here because obviously Deshaun Watson was not found guilty of a crime. In fact, he wasn't even charged with a crime. So players convinced of a crime or subject to disposition of a criminal proceeding are subject to discipline. But even if the conduct does not result in a criminal conviction, players found to have engaged engaged in any of the following conduct will be subject to discipline. Prohibited in geez, easy for me to say. Prohibited conduct includes but is not limited to the following. And the big thing here for Deshaun Watson is assault and or battery, including sexual assault or other sex offenses, which is what he's being um, alleged of doing. So what happens when a violation of the policy is suspected? There is evaluation, counseling, and services. Any player arrested or charged with violent or threatening conduct that would violate this policy um, can be subject to follow-up education, counseling, and treatment programs. I have a feeling that whatever happens, whatever the NFL decides 
This clause right here, Deshaun Watson will be subject to education, counseling, and treatment programs. I think even if they you know give him a slap on the wrist and they give him a two-game suspension, my guess is that there will be some sort of education, counseling, or treatment programs to show the NFL that, or to sh- for the NFL to show the public that you know they're taking this serious and they want to help Deshaun Watson in his future endeavors, if you will. Okay, investigations under the policy. Whenever the league office becomes aware of a possible violation, it will undertake an investigation. Uh, they It will be conducted by NFL security, independent parties, or both. Here's the thing that has probably been holding this whole thing up. In cases that are also being investigated by law enforcement, the league will work to cooperate with and avoid any conflict or interference with the law enforcement proceedings. So again, now that law enforcement is done, the legal, the criminal side is done, I would, get, I would guess that the NFL will f- conclude its investigation. Um, <clears throat> this, the next piece of this just kind of goes on and talks about how they will investigate. They're going to try and, you know, not harm victims. And, you know, you can't, you know, the player cannot retaliate against victims or alleged victims and blah, 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 blah. Here's a big thing for Deshaun Watson. Because the Fifth Amendment's protection against self-incrimination does not apply in a workplace investigation, the league will reserve the right to compel a player to cooperate in its investigation, even when he is the target of pending law enforcement investigation or proceeding. A player's refusal to speak to a league investigator under such circumstances will not preclude an investigation from proceeding or discipline from being imposed. So while Deshaun Watson may be able to plead the Fifth Amendment in his civil trial, he will not be able to have that same defense um, or that same protection in a NFL investigation. So that's just an important note as we kind of go through this. He's going to have to be open and honest with the NFL and whatever he believes happened um, and what he's being accused against. Um, Leave with pay. This is interesting to me because if I'm Deshaun Watson... That would be my argument. Look, I wasn't able to play last year. I was a healthy scratch in all 17 games. Basically, I was suspended for a year with pay. Interesting argument. I don't know if the NFL would buy it, but it's interesting because a player may be placed on administrative leave pursuant to the commissioner exempt list under either the following circumstances. And it talks about when he was charged with the crime, um, when a player is formally charged with a crime, um, or indictment by grand jury, blah, 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 blah. Or second, when the investigation leads the commissioner to believe that a player may have violated this policy um, by the conduct above, this decision will not reflect finding of guilt or innocence and will be guided by the same legal standards and considerations that would apply in a criminal trial. So he may be subject to leave with pay. Now, one interesting thing here is he was not placed on the commissioner's exempt list which I think would have been a very reasonable thing for the league to do last year. Look, there's investigations ongoing. Um, We don't know how this is going to take place. We're kind of taking a back seat to the criminal investigation. However, due to the seriousness of these allegations, Deshaun Watson will be placed on the commissioner exempt list, and we'll go from there. I don't know why they didn't do that. 
Um, that would have been extremely reasonable to do. And instead, they just let the Texans deal with it, and the Texans did the best they could, and they just sat Watson for a year. Um, okay. Discipline. So a player violates this policy when he has a disposition of a criminal proceeding or if the league's investigation demonstrates that he engaged in conduct <clears throat> prohibited by the personal conduct policy. In cases where a player is not charged with a crime, as this one is, he may still have been found to violate the policy if the credible evidence establishes that he engaged in conduct prohibited by personal conduct policy. Okay, the key words right there are credible evidence. What does that mean? Well, to be honest, it means whatever the hell the NFL wants it to mean. The NFL is judge, jury, and executioner here. And the commissioner has broad discretion when it comes to what constitute as cred credible evidence. For example, is it credible evidence that more than 20 women have come forward to accuse Deshaun Watson of wrongdoing? Maybe. Does he have phone records, social media accounts? Maybe. What about Deshaun Watson's own words? Because again, he has to tell the league his side of the story and refusal to do so could be, again, credible evidence. So that's the, the burden of proof right there is credible evidence. Based on the NFL's investigation into these allegations, do they believe there is enough credible evidence that Deshaun Watson violated this policy? If so, they will have the ability to implement discipline. What is the precedent here in the, in the NFL? <clears throat> well, if you remember, Ben Roethlisberger was accused of one woman of misconduct. He was suspended for six games. Same with Ezekiel Elliott. Adrian Peterson, who you know, was accused of, and I think convicted in criminal court, although I could be wrong on that, of, you know, abusing his child was given a year suspension. So <clears throat> there is some precedent there, um, at least in the Ezekiel Elliott and Ben Roethlisberger cases of only having one woman come forward and they, each of those gentlemen received a six game suspension. I don't know what you do with 20 plus accusations. Now, again, what is the evidence? I don't know. Um, that's up to the NFL to decide, but they have broad discretion on what credible evidence means, and it'll be that credible evidence that will be subject to the discipline. So that's what he's facing under the policy. Um, you know, it's that credible evidence standard. Who knows what the NFL has? Who knows who they interviewed? How many of the victims they interviewed? Has Deshaun Watson been interviewed yet? Maybe they've been waiting for the criminal proceeding to end. I expect this all to go on very quickly. Um, and we'll see what the NFL decides to do with them. According to Twitter last night, a lot of teams seem to have believed, again, and this is Twitter, so this is the world of rumors and smoke screens and lying and all that. I get it. But a lot of experts, once he was not criminally indicted, once charges were not firmly brought against him, the popular belief was this was all behind him. And now that teams are going to be, um, you know, 
jumping at the opportunity to trade for him. That may or may not be true. I would be a little bit nervous if my team was in was taking a, was taking a look at Deshaun Watson. One, you don't know what the league's punishment is going to be, and there has to be something. I cannot imagine a world where Deshaun Watson doesn't miss some time. Now, maybe the NFL might say, look, he was basically on leave with pay last year. That's good enough for us. I don't know. I think there's going to be between two and a 17-game suspension. I could see him be, being suspended for another year. I, the NFL is very careful on how it's perceived. Now, from the NFL's standpoint, the timing of this probably could not be better. And again, I want to take out, I'm not making light of his allegations, so I want to make that very clear. I know this is a very sensitive subject. But if you are the NFL, and if you want Deshaun Watson to play next year, from a timing standpoint, it could not be better because public perception moves so quickly. So, you know, let the NFL deal with it now in March. By the time that September rolls around, there's six months of other news items to pop up where people may not remember it. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I think you get my point. <clears throat> so who knows what's going to happen with this? It's it's interesting if you know, teams... The quarterback position is so important that, and again, special rules for special players, unfortunately. And Deshaun Watson is a 26-year-old star quarterback in the league. A lot of teams may be jumping at, at the opportunity, but I do not believe his legal troubles are over. Um, obviously, the civil case is going to proceed, and even if they are not able to meet that burden of proof and he wins his civil trial, again, that doesn't mean he's innocent. And the league may still step in and, and, and dish him a suspension. And you wonder about the public relations aspect of it. Now, again, we don't know what happened. He may not have committed any of the acts that he is accused of. The only people that know are him and the people accusing him or the victims. So who knows? Um, it's a very touchy subject. And I found it very interesting that the second that criminal charges were not brought, <clears throat> apparently teams were all over it. And some people seem to believe that a trade may happen this weekend, which would be a little bit crazy. So I hope this provided some context into what's going on, the burdens of proof. You know, the criminal system has its own burden. The civil trial or the civil case has its own burden. And the NFL can pretty much do whatever they want under that credible evidence term. So who knows where that'll go. I expect all of this to happen in the next month or so. He could be traded this weekend, apparently. Um, the civil trial may take a little bit longer, although the judge in that case seems to want to move that case along now. And the criminal case is over. There is no criminal case. So interesting stuff, fascinating stuff. Um, very sensitive topic. And, and who knows what happened? We don't know. Uh, it's it's his word versus the 20 or so women that have come forward against him. And unfortunately for those women, they have the burden of proof now in the, in the civil trial. And we'll see what, how the NFL decides to handle this. So I hope this was insightful. Um, again, I know it's a sensitive topic. 
but I'm trying to play it down the middle here um, and just show you kind of the facts and how the burden of proof goes and what Deshaun Watson may still be facing, even though he did clear uh, one aspect of it, which was the criminal component, which I'm sure if you're on Deshaun Watson's side is a relief. So that's what I know. I hope you found this interesting. Um, it was, it's, it's fascinating and we'll see how it, how it concludes. Okay. Uh, for more content like this, follow me on Twitter, impact sports management, Instagram, impact sports, underscore football, Substack channel, impact sports newsletter. And we'll go from there. I'm going to talk to Mike yet probably tomorrow and there'll be another podcast out on Monday. So we are rolling. Content is just flowing through the microphone here. So <laughs> hope you all enjoyed it and we'll talk to you all real soon. Later. Hey.